Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power of Technology podcast by Dell Technologies. I'm Josh Abrams, and today we revisit the topic of sustainability and why, in this era of climate, economic, and political instability, it's more essential than ever for you to step up sustainability efforts in your data center operations. Today's guest has been advising customers and executives on how to achieve their sustainability goals for the past six years. In fact, he's a frequently requested presenter at Dell's Executive Briefing Center. Joining us now is Stephen Markham, an innovation lead and systems engineer at Dell. Stephen, welcome to the big show. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks again, Stephen. So it sounds like you're meeting with customers on a pretty regular basis. Has sustainability become a pun intended hot topic? What concerns are you hearing about most often? Um, it has, in fact, become a hot topic, and uh, there's a number of different things that our customers are coming to us to ask about, and primarily a lot of it, frankly, is education. Um, you know, certain parts of the world are a little bit further ahead than other parts of the world when it comes to sustainability in general as a whole. Uh, but when it comes specifically to sustainable technology, uh, there's a lot more gap to fill with regard to the level of education that we have with our customers. And so a lot of the conversations I have, we, we can get into talking about data center efficiency. We can get into talking about some of these more detailed and specific things. But a lot of it is just helping our customers understand what it means what the scopes are, uh, why things like efficiency are such a big play in technology uh, versus other facets or other industries, right? And so there's, again, a lot we could talk about, and I could talk about it all day. <laughs> okay, well, we'll try to keep it relatively brief. And uh, why don't we just kind of lay the groundwork here a little bit, and uh, we'll start off with, you know, what are the primary factors contributing to the volatility in global energy markets, and how is it impacting regions like EMEA? A great question. Now, there are a number of factors that contribute, but a few specifically that are a priority. Uh, so the examples here would be, uh, number one, geopolitical instability. A lot of tensions and conflicts in energy-rich regions can disrupt supply, and that ends up leading to price spikes and increased volatility as well. Uh, we also have to take into consideration environmental regulatory factors, regulations, carbon pricing mechanisms, and policies that are, are aimed at reducing greenhouse gas emissions that affect the cost and the effectiveness of different energy sources and can also create additional volatility in the marketplace. Uh, this is kind of a long way of saying that some of this has a lot to do with politics and lobbies and some of the things that we generally don't like to talk about when it comes to sustainability and uh, greenhouse gas emissions as well as climate change, uh, but that do actually have an effect on uh, the overall. Okay, understood. Now, how is rising energy consumption in various regions affecting data center infrastructure and increasing the risk of brownouts? So I love this question, and I want to start by sharing an example. And so I just read uh, in my local paper a couple of days ago about a phenomenal new program that's happening in the state of Vermont. And, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we have, and it's not just North America, but globally, is the existing traditional energy grid. Uh, so I just read this article the other day about how Vermont is pushing this progressive program that allows the state to pay for free installation of solar panels and batteries in people's homes. Uh, the state and or energy company owns the gear, but the power generated actually gets put back into the grid 
And the batteries that supply the power when the grid power has been dropped, uh, like for example, during a you know, place like Vermont, they get extreme snow in the winter, right? Mm -hmm. So effectively what they're doing is crowdsourcing renewable power rather than just spending millions or billions building out more traditional methods uh, like coal or nuke plants. And so areas that rely on these traditional grids and fossil fuels are being pushed well over their limits and their capabilities by things like data centers being built and consuming way more power than those locations were ever built to handle. This is really exacerbated in rural or, or low populous areas where many data centers are actually being built versus in the highly populated dense city areas. And so this really forces the power companies to throttle consumption in those areas. But at the end of the day, it's the people who end up negatively affected to support the power needs of the high impact businesses that have compute systems in those data centers. And so uh, ultimately that same thing can be laid out across the world in different regions and different locations. Uh, but I think it's very, very unique that the state of Vermont is doing that. And I think it's an excellent example of how to kind of answer that question in both a literal and a figurative way. Absolutely, we'll have to keep an eye on that to see if other states and other countries follow that lead. So hopefully I'll become a, a successful program in Vermont. Okay, moving on, uh, can you elaborate on the ways weather patterns are disrupting data centers and affecting their power requirements? Absolutely. So climate change is real, and it's causing the number of extreme weather events we've seen in recent history to dramatically increase. Temperature extremes, storms, flooding, wildfires, blizzards, drought, and water scarcity, like you name it, we've seen it, and it's been very, very recent across the globe in the news. We've all been witness to or even experienced ourselves the horrendous effects of all of these events. Long-term changes in climate patterns can affect the energy requirements of data centers as well. If regions experience more frequent and severe weather events due to climate change, data centers may need to invest in additional resilience measures and also things like backup and power capacity. But there are steps that can be taken that absolutely help in these areas. So uh, one of the first steps we can take is energy management systems. So we can create systems that utilize advanced energy management to monitor and optimize power usage in real time, making data centers more responsive to fluctuations in the grid. We can also leverage load balancing. We can implement load balancing and demand response strategies to distribute energy consumption much more evenly and reduce peak demand on the grid. As well, grid infrastructure updates are crucial. We can collaborate with local utilities and governments to upgrade electrical grid infrastructure in areas with high concentrations of data centers to ensure uh, absolutely that sufficient capacity and reliability are in place. And this kind of, again, leads back to that Vermont example, right? Uh, finally, we can, uh, with renewable energy integration, invest in renewable energy sources and energy storage solutions to reduce the overall reliance on fossil fuels and also stabilize the power supply. Again, that's our Vermont example, right? So I'm kind of thinking I want to move to Vermont at this point. You know, we got clean power, maple syrup, and cheese, right? So uh, those are three winning situations in my book. Absolutely. That's a great combination. In fact, uh, and now I'm now I'm feeling I'm kind of bummed, right? I I installed solar panels in my house probably six years ago. Where was that program then? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, moving on. In the context of potential global recession and geopolitical instability, why has sustainability become essential for data center operations, and how does it relate to budget management? 
Now, again, there's a multitude of reasons here, and there's also a lot of variables, which is kind of the name of the game when it comes to sustainability and energy efficiency. Uh, but here, particularly in the context of recession and instability, there are a lot of reasons. Sustainability can provide cost savings as a business outcome, and this is something that people haven't quite talked about enough yet. Uh, sustainability is a business outcome. It is a shareholder or a, st a stakeholder versus a shareholder conversation. But not to mention, there is a financial gain and a financial benefit to actually having more efficiency in the data center space, thus in turn decreasing overall greenhouse gas emissions. It can also enhance resilience by incorporating renewable energy sources like we just talked about. Energy efficiency practices in the data center can optimize resource use like power, space, and cooling. And sustainable practices like energy diversification and resource efficiency can also mitigate risks and ensure continued operation of data centers. So that goes back to that resiliency conversation. Not to mention in the, the positive effects of a, a sustainable data center practice has on things like regulatory compliance, corporate and social responsibility, and long-term viability. And these are topics that a lot of folks are just starting to touch on. Realistically speaking, the governance is coming. And so we need to get ahead of the governance uh, so that we make sure that we're not spending more money in the long term to, to basically uh, you know, play to it after the fact versus planning for it ahead of time. We can also reduce OPEX budgets and provide more total cost of ownership through CAPEX budgets by being more sustainable in that data center space. Monitoring and reporting on energy consumption and emissions, as well as investing in technologies like artificial intelligence and machine learning to meet compliance requirements. And in many cases, sustainability can actually generate revenue. For example, data centers that produce excess renewable energy can sell it back to the grid, creating a new income stream that a lot of folks have not thought about yet. Yeah, that sounds great, Steve. I mean, really, it finally feels like we're reaching that inflection point, if I'm saying that right, reaching inflection point where these sustainable or you know um, eco-friendly solutions, which have been cost prohibitive in the past, are now turning around and becoming profitable for these businesses. Absolutely. Like I said, it's a business outcome at the end of the day. Uh, there's multiple benefits. It's the benefit for the globe. It's the benefit for the environment. But also there is that absolute business benefit of being able to save money and create money. Okay. Now, final question. How does Dell Technologies propose to address sustainability challenges within data centers? And what solutions and approaches are offered to enhance data center efficiency and reduce energy consumption? Excellent question. And, and you know, this is going to be a more long answer for this question, mainly because I, I, I am out there talking to customers day to day, and I do see the entirety of the space in different facets. And I think at Dell, we have a very unique philosophy with regard to sustainability in the data center. We have our own very holistic and pragmatic approach that really focuses on what we can control. Because let's face it, there's so many things that we can't control. So it makes sense to dial in on the things that we can. Many small wins lead to a much larger victory. And so when people think about sustainability, you know, their minds always go to carbon footprint. Sometimes they go to energy efficiency, but there are a lot of very, very basic, what I would consider to be administrative or management things that we can do to actually help. And again, these are small wins that lead to the overall larger victory. So power consumption and data center efficiencies are a great place to start. Things like infrastructure audits, where we go in and we turn those non-prod unused systems off. 
HVAC optimizations, workload consolidations. So moving multiple workloads for from underutilized systems together rather than keeping them on separate systems that are only at 25 or 30% utilization. Uh, that happens very often as we assess uh, traditional data centers. We can also rationalize, rationalize that dark data. And there's a, th that term comes up often nowadays, but people misunderstand. We're not talking about the dark web here. Dark data is data that has been untouched for X period of time uh, sitting in your infrastructure. We can go in and look at that data, look at when the last time that data has been accessed, understand from a governance perspective how long you might need to keep that data and determine if you don't need to keep it, let's go ahead and make a time frame to get rid of it. Because let's face it, the longer it sits there, the more carbon footprint is going to generate. Um, we have an entire portfolio of solutions that have sustainability either built in or in mind. And again, this philosophy, this base philosophy uh, for approaching what can be controlled to smooth out the bumps that can't be. Energy efficiency is crucial to lowering carbon footprint in the data center. So we have solutions like our entire PowerEdge line of compute systems that can dramatically help. Uh, the new PowerEdge server, one single new PowerEdge server, can do the work of five previous gen servers. That's a massive energy savings from a consolidation standpoint. And let's not forget about options like our multi-pack solution, where we can package multiple systems in a single box for savings, not only on packaging itself, but also on the logistics and the supply chain aspect of the carbon footprint that we inherit from shipping gear to our customers as well. Um, and across the entire portfolio, Again, we have sustainability either in mind or completely built into all products, and that moves through our multi-cloud products into our storage products. You name it, there is an opportunity for us to understand more about what a customer's goals and needs are around sustainability and make sure that we uh, can input the correct solution to meet those needs. Okay, thanks, Stephen. It was uh, I know right there at the end you were referencing our portfolio, and I know we have an upcoming episode here on the Power of Technology about uh, PowerMax's sustainability features. So a uh, little teaser there for a future episode. <laughs> yeah, I got to make sure I attend that one. It sounds very, very interesting. Okay, well, Stephen, thank you so much. We appreciate you sharing your insights on sustainability and how to address those challenges in the data center. Where can our listeners go to learn more? Um, so actually a number of places. First thing I would recommend is actually uh, for a customer to reach out specifically to their account team, uh, account executive, as well as their core solutions architects. Uh, we, we have a number of folks that are already trained in these spaces, and there are folks like me that are subject matter experts that those folks can reach out to in the event that they uh, don't know or don't have answers for the questions asked. Uh, but you can also go to Dell.com slash IT-sustainability. That actually is our ISG or infrastructure solutions group um, page specifically for our data center products and all of the sustainability aspects that a customer might want to know. Okay, thanks, Stephen. That's a couple of great options for our listeners uh, to reach out and learn more. And that brings today's episode to a close. If you missed our earlier sustainability topics, be sure to check out episode 87 featuring New York City's Billion Oyster Project, and yes, that's billion with a B, and episode 90 on Netherlands-based Keygene and their work on improving crop resiliency and quality. And as I mentioned just a moment ago, be sure to keep an eye out for an episode dropping soon on PowerMax's sustainability features. Other topics coming up in the near future include proactive and predictive product support, generative AI, and our latest chapter on cloud repatriation. 
Thanks for listening and be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast streaming service. I'm Josh Abrams, and we'll see you next time on The Power of Technology. 